Hello, here we are in a special edition of uh, the Change Officer podcast. Uh, we have a huge honor to have with us today uh, David Meltzer. I will stop in my introduction here because I have so much question for you. David, thank you very much for your time here at Web Summit in Portugal, Lisbon. Oh, I'm so excited to be here and let's get going. Yes, uh, there are a lot of questions I want to ask you about uh, sports, about uh, business, entrepreneurship, inspiration, content creation. But uh, can we start with uh, something new that happened just a few days back? And this is going to another uh, universes with the metaverse that Zuckerberg created or not created. So uh, what is uh, your uh, two cents on, on that, on the metaverse and Zuckerberg? Yeah, for me, it's Zuckerberg's understanding of illusion. I think when we talk about the metaverse that we give meaning to everything we see in the metaverse itself, an alternative universe that is digitally created, manipulated, sold and marketed is simply an illusion which then can be placed upon the world that we live in. You know, one of the, I think, most interesting things is as we create or expand or amplify this metaverse, I think it lends or tends to allow us to realize we may be living in somebody else's metaverse right now. So basically he took a word of multiverse or metaverse and uh, he want to impose it on our reality. This is uh, what uh, his uh, take on the metaverse is. Uh, but what do you think it will bring to Zuckerberg and uh, the idea? You're the expert and uh, influencer in media, the most popular 50 to 70 years old <laughs> in, on, on internet. Uh, what is your take on, on the media move that he made? Well, I think it's really smart. Well, first, you know, Facebook itself was getting a little bit stale. And so a rebranding is always an important thing in traditional marketing. But to rebrand the meaning of your company is even a more exciting marketing tool that he's been able to do because now he can apply his traditional products that created this huge community that was based off of students keeping in touch with each other into an entire universe of his own, which allows him to have ownership, allows him to have all the advertising marketing and set the or reset the rules according to what used to be Facebook, now is the multiverse. Okay, there are a lot of things will help there, but you just mentioned uh, uh, get, uh, having the experience from the old universe to the bringing into the new universe uh, your first universe was sports yes and uh, the first question for you I think I asked you if I can ask you this but did you inspire <laughs> Jerry Maguire or Jerry Maguire inspired you oh, Jerry Maguire inspired me it was based off of the firm that I was the CEO of Lee Steinberg sports and entertainment Cameron Crow followed uh, uh, Lee around for over a year Um, but it's an incredible love story that is based off of my mission in life, right? Jerry Maguire's mission in life was to empower people to do the right thing, to be kind, to be happy. And regardless of the most, uh, you know, I think competitive, scarce industry, the sports agentry industry, here you have an abundant thinker, someone who didn't live in a scarce world. Jerry Maguire was the first sports agent that lived between limitlessness and infinity. He wanted to do the right thing, not just make money. He wanted to help people and have fun. Wait, 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 wait. That sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Having fun while helping people doing their passion. Yeah. You know someone? <laughs> It's so funny because I... You know, came up with that simple mission years and years ago. Yeah. And people ask me, you know, why is that the mission? I said, because well, I've never met someone that makes a lot of money, who helps a lot of people and has a lot of fun every day that isn't happy. 
So I got really focused on teaching people or empowering them to make money. So I'm very pragmatic and, yes. and monetary about what I teach, but also how to be abundant and help people. I always have to have a purpose, a cause, some sort of impact. And then also rule number six, you know, to teach people yep. not to take themselves so seriously that you can find the light, the love, and the lessons that pain, setbacks, failures, and mistakes are protecting you. They're not punishing you. Yeah, uh, but when you say uh, lessons learned, you learned a, uh, a lot of uh, lessons. Uh, you learned a lot of people uh, lessons about the passion. How how do people find the passion? Do they find the passion or passion finds them? Oh, no, passion is in them. See, you already are connected to and through the greatest source of light, love, and lessons, already connected to and through it. And so I think in order to understand what we are, I tell myself every morning, I am happy. I am healthy, I am wealthy, I am worthy. I'm just looking to see what I'm doing to interfere with it. It's different than saying I'm going to get healthy, I'm going to get wealthy, I'm going to get happy or worthy. Then you're actually focusing on what's missing in your life. See, if we already are, that's the main paradigm shift in my life is that I believe there's a greater bigger source than me that cares about me the same way I care about my children, except for it's all-knowing, all-powerful and omniscient, and I'm not. Once I have that type of faith, now I can do whatever I want in my life, and I already have whatever I need, it's already there. So, Once very wise man said that uh, you have to be patient uh, uh, to achieve your goals, because the 50% of it will happen if, let's say, you have 20 years. 50% of that will happen in 19 years, and then in one year you will get another 50%. Yeah. Wise men said that. <laughs> <laughs> But how far you are from the 1%? Right. There's a 1% of the 1% because it actually takes 18 years or 18 segments to get to 25% of the way there, which is very important because 99% of the people that do good behaviors, meaning they do things that are lended towards yeah. what they want, they quit before they get to the 25% mark because they start listening to three things. They listen to other people, they listen to what they don't want or what's already missing, and they quit. Then in that 19th year, it doubles from 25 to 50. Here's what's sad. At that point, of the 99%, the 1% remaining, another 99% quit. And then another 99%. That's, that's your uh, 1% of 1% explained. But my question was uh, how far you are, because your goal is to make 1% of people in the world happy. Yeah, over a billion people happy. Over a billion people yeah. happy. How far you are and that, that, that road? So I'm about five years into it. So I got it probably another 15 seconds. The only uh, factor that it's not a stagnant linear equation, meaning that, you know, I use 20 years as an example to show the segmentation. Yeah. But what happens is if you stick to doing the right things with the faith of knowing your what, your who, your how, your now, and applying your why, so the first year you might get that percentage. Then it takes 11 months to double, then 10 months to double, then nine months to double, and eight months to double. So I'm about five or six cycles into Away. my mission. Ah, into mission. Yeah, of finding yeah. a thousand people like you who in your <laughs> lifetime will find a thousand new empower another thousand. This is what I'm saying to my friend co-host of the, of the podcast, you know, like, take it slow, you know, like, we have time in front of us, you know, we have a most popular 50-year-old on the <laughs> internet uh, with us. Uh, you know, what's so funny yeah. is like, People cannot reconcile things. They cannot reconcile, you know, faith and money. 
they can't reconcile patience and persistence, right? Yeah. Pe- people cannot reconcile. Tell me about they, that. They don't know how. And I, I think if someone's going to ask me one of the superpowers that I've developed as a 53-year-old, yeah. it's that I'm still probably one of the most persistent people. I've always been persistent. Not very talented, but very persistent. <laughs> but I've learned to blend or reconcile my persistence with patience by detaching my emotions from the outcome and putting them into the activities, putting them oh. into enjoying the persistence. No, uh, enjoy the way. Uh, one of your uh, really good friends, this is uh, uh, what he's preaching, Gary Vee. Yeah. Uh, you learn some things about uh, content team and I wanted to ask you about your content team, what you learned from Gary Vee. Because you come, came to him He laughed a bit. You said, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and 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 then you uh, uh, and then he told you about how creating content. And today, you and your team are posting a hundred pieces of content a day, at least, not counting at lives. least. Yeah. <laughs> at least, man. Well, that's because Gary. Look, for a whole year, Gary. I, I uh, my deal with Gary is I got five minutes of his time a week. Whoa! So that and I gave him the, the same back for his sports. For sports, that's that's so, a, that's. But the my next, favorite next was this: the whole first year, I felt ripped off because he looked at my Instagram and all he would tell me every time he goes, "Oh, that's good stuff. Uh, post more." <laughs> he hand me back the phone. Post more, and I'm like, Gary, dude, people are laughing at me. I can't post more. You know, pe- I'm annoying yeah. people. Post more. Post more. Well, here I am. You know, years later, and the advice I give to people. You can't post enough. You you until here. Here's my rule of thumb: until you have annoyed and pissed off all your family and friends, where they're telling you don't post. Until that point, you haven't even hit the minimum. <laughs> that means you're finally posting at least a minimum yeah. when you piss off people, your friends, going, "Dude, you post too much." That's a good sign. Yeah, yeah, that's because they are following you, whatever. But you know what? Uh, I, I uh, even don't know the moment I started following you. I just know the value I got from your Instagram. I follow you mostly on Instagram, yeah. and 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 on uh, podcast. But but uh, uh, I, I got the value, and this is this is important. Uh, so, uh, what was there uh, from you to Gary? So for me, it was the sports agency of side course. of teaching him what most people don't understand about sports agency and that long, it takes a long time <laughs> and you need a good court. You need to get the quarterback. If you don't recruit quarterbacks, you're never going to yeah. have a great practice. So all CAA, for rep one, athletes first, all came from Lee Steinberg, by the way, uh, and Lee Steinberg, they all have the greatest quarterbacks. They have Ben Roethlisberger, Goff, Wentz, they have... Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. This is how you build a sports agency. You don't build it with the guys that nobody can recognize. Uh, from the objective point of view, for me, it sounds the same. Gary V's five minutes, oh, you're doing great. And you're five. Oh, you just you have to be there. Exactly. Except for I he couldn't make introductions to me. I could make introductions ah, for him. So I ah, have yeah. a little relationship capital yeah. value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyhow, uh, I think I think uh, there is really a lot to talk about. What about books? Uh, uh, I just want to touch that speaking is something that you do for more than 20 years now. Yeah. And uh, first there was sports, then business. Technology. So I ran Samsung's phone division before I ran yeah. Lee Steinberg. So I was in technology. Yeah. Uh, and my first company in 95, we sold to Thomson Reuters for $3.4 billion in the internet. My mom actually told me not to take the internet job. I don't know if you remember this. My mom told me the internet was going to be a fad. 
And then if I took the internet job, then I was going to lose everything. <laughs> what are the takeaways from this? Uh, uh, don't listen to your mother and no, <laughs> don't no, listen. No, just because no, no, someone no, loves kidding. you. No, no, no. no, the takeaway is just because someone loves you doesn't mean they give you good advice. Of course. That's the takeaway. Of course. Of course. <laughs> But, But always listen to your mom. <laughs> always listen to her, guys. Don't do what she says. Uh, uh, <laughs> and what about the book writing? Uh, book writing, I would say, is back. Yes. Like, like there was there was one gap on TV, radio, time, you know, video games. But now the the writing books. What? Uh, how do you write a book? Yes. How do you have time to write a book? This is what. Do you audio it or how do you do it? Or uh, and and uh, what is I the? I help a lot of people write books because I have a strategy called lessons and stories. So I'm collecting lessons all the time and I'm repositing them. I'm collecting them and building stories around the lessons. Mm. Then. When I write a book like Connected to Goodness, Compassionate Capitalism, Unstoppable, Creating the Light We Love, or Game Time Decision Making, or my new book, Don't Do Business with Dicks, or the one I'm writing <laughs> called Reconciliation, I just take the lessons that apply to the topic. I already have the stories. Then what I do is each chapter is, you know, I do free trainings every Friday. Yeah. Each chapter is a free training. So I outline my chapter, oh. then I speak it, then I transcribe it, then I edit it myself, add more stories, clean it up, then I send it to a publishing consultant who asks me more questions, develop it more, get eight to ten chapters, I read them all, I write an introduction, I read them all again and write the conclusion. Boom, you got a book in six months. Wow. That's a good advice. Uh, David, thank you very much for your time. I really have a lot of questions to ask you and I hope to see you in Dubai in, sure. in no time. And we'll do another interview. Absolutely. We always have Zoom and other places to meet. Yeah. David, thank, thank you very you. much. Thank you. Thank you very much for watching the Change Officer podcast. Vuk Zlataru, Jan Zajkovic with you. One of the most uh, popular uh, business podcasts in the Middle East. This was David Meltzer. We learned a lot. Please take notes when you listen to our podcast, especially when we have these guests uh, like major, major global stars.